Hello and welcome to Be More Burt, the podcast celebrating lives lived differently. Why Burt? Well, it's because we're being brought to you by Burt's Bees, the natural skincare brand whose founder, Burt, was a pioneer of the good life. Burt's Bees encompasses everything we want to champion in this series, doing more of what makes you happy, building connection and community, and inspiring you to tread your own path. I'm Pandora, I'm a journalist and broadcaster, and I will be your host for Be More Burt. In this episode, I'm joined by Daisy Desire, the drag queen gardener, whose message is that gardening is for everyone. Daisy, great to meet you. It's lovely to meet you too. Can you tell me a little bit about how drag queen gardener came to be? Um, Yeah, of course. Um, I am a horticulturalist and I've worked on a 90-acre estate for a garden design company and I've been an allotment owner. And I'm also a drag queen. It's kind of been a bit of a weird journey, but I basically added drag into gardening a couple of years ago. It, we were in the middle of a pandemic and I just wanted to make people laugh. And I just thought, wouldn't it be funny if I dressed up in drag? It was purely just to make people laugh in what was going, what was quite a tough time. I didn't realise that what would happen next was kind of, you know, talking at flower shows and, well, I don't know, being the next painted face in gardening. What made you think, okay, I'm onto something here. This isn't just going to be something that I do during lockdown. I'm going to I'm going to build this. I think it was after the first flower show. So basically, I was invited to an RHS flower show on on the press day. And I'd never done anything like that before. I was just a working gardener who just had an allotment and at the same time, obviously being a drag queen, I I was just a bit like, wait, you want me to come to a flower show in drag? The RHS was very much like, it's entirely up to you. And I just thought, yeah, why not? I mean, it'd be quite funny. I, I sometimes Back then, I found the gardening world very kind of stuffy. Mm. And I wanted to kind of, I don't know, prod a bit of gentle fun at that. But I didn't realise the reaction of what I'd got when I turned up. And it just kind of went wild. What was it like when you walked in? Well, it was mad. It was like the press started taking my photo and I was just kind of was a bit like, oh, okay, we're going to go with this. (laughs) Then as time went on, I kind of realised that in the gardening world, there isn't much kind of diversity at the time. Mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of show people that gardening was for everyone. I mean, when I first got into gardening, it was just before the pandemic. So there wasn't as many kind of young people in horticulture. And I think for me, coming, you know, going through the pandemic and stuff and seeing more people get into it, what I really wanted to do is show that gardening is for everyone. I mean, what worries me is the fact that how many, everyone knows someone now who is like, you know, got artificial turf. When like 40 years ago, somebody, you know, most people, sorry, had a sort of mini allotment or I don't know, a little small holding in their back garden or some sort of growing space. They really valued that. It's just a bit of a concern for me that we've kind of lost touch with the natural world. And I kind of just, for me, I I just kind of want to make sure that gardening is something that's still considered cool and available and accessible and not intimidating. I, I, I personally I personally think if you're not into gardening, it's it can be quite intimidating because you feel like you already have to know everything before you've even started. That's exactly how I feel. Well, this is what I mean. So I don't know the name of any of the plants. I don't know what's a weed and what's a plant. 
Well, and that's really embarrassing to admit, but I don't think I'm alone. No, but that's that's completely fine. Like, it's really common to kind of feel like, oh, I need to know how not to kill this tomato plant before I've even started, you know, before I've even sown a seed. And it's not about that. I mean, ultimately, you're just giving it a go. And if you kill it, well, do you know what? That's live. Things die. You just kind of, you figure out how to not kill it the next time. <laughs> it's all about a learning experience. I mean... That's the whole point in gardening. I mean, it's for everyone. And no matter where you are at or whether you are a beginner, just give it a go. And maybe you get it wrong, but it's not about the end goal. I mean, there's so much more to gardening than just a pretty space. It's about mm. enjoying the process. Which came first, gardening or drag? Gardening, yeah. Basically, the story kind of goes that I'd never really gardened before in my life, up until six years ago. And, and how old are you at six years ago? So I was in my, so I was 20. Okay. And basically I had, I, I used to pass these allotments on my train, on the train journey to work. And I was always just really curious. I'd never put a gardening glove on my in my life. Basically, I was in a long-term relationship, got dumped, got very drunk that night and woke up and thought, oh my God, my life is over. What am I going to do now? I thought you were about to say you woke up in an allotment. <laughs> Can you, you imagine? You had this Damascene moment that, in an allotment. That would be such a better story as well, don't you think? No, I, I basically woke up and thought, oh God, what am I going to do now? Do you know when you look out the window and you just think, oh God, the world is still spinning, but mine is still. And I just thought, yeah, why don't I go get an allotment? And <laughs> six years later, I'm kind That's of... a good hungover decision then. Yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, it kind of worked out quite well. <laughs> I ended up dropping out of university and studying plants as well with the RHS. It was kind of been mad. It's, I went from kind of like allotment owner to like horticulturalist to now I'm like doing talks at like every flower show and festival going. So you speak at loads and loads of flower shows now. What's the response when you speak? Is it kind of a bit of everything? Is it mainly welcoming? Do you ever get people saying, I don't get this, what's this about? And then do you have a conversation? Majority of, of it is positive. There is some negativity around it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, not everyone's going to like what everyone does, you know? These moments where, especially after I've kind of done my talk about whatever I've talked about at the show, we, I usually host a Q&A you know, to allow people to ask yeah. me questions, whether it is about gardening or drag or my life, because people are always quite curious about that. Gardening is one of those things that I think have been perceived previously as something that's quite an elderly kind of person thing. Yeah, quite dry. Yeah, quite, quite dry, but the soil ain't dry <laughs> in my garden, darling. They're like, I mean, no, but <laughs> quite dry. I just find it fascinating that, like, you know, anyone like from such a wide age range can love gardening, and it's like, well, I'm bringing drag now to that as well, and I quite. Enjoy I think that. it's a good moment actually for you to be working as well in the horticultural space because obviously there's been much more of an awareness of nature and having more of a relationship with the soil that you, yeah. the ground where you live. And obviously that was partly during the pandemic when all people could do was go for a walk. So suddenly you're thinking, yeah. oh my God, I never noticed that tree. I never noticed that because there was nothing else to look at bar the squirrel, the bench, the tree. Do you feel like things are changing a little bit in terms of our relationship with our outside spaces and us kind of wanting to nourish? Like if you live... In London, you've either got a window box yeah. or you might be lucky enough to have a very small garden. Absolutely. So you've got a small space to tend. Are you feeling like people are now more into tending them? Definitely. I feel like we have had a bit of a renaissance in terms of connecting with nature. And I think that's something that we have to do. I mean, in the nicest way, I think one of the biggest ways we can 
understand climate change as well is to actually know what's going on with the natural world, whether it is plants, whether it's pollinators, you know, and actually have that sympathetic connection. Along with sharing your tips on gardening, you also are open and honest about well-being and mental health and the drag scene. What inspired you to start living life the way you do now? Have you always been very honest and inclusive? I think I've always been inclusive, but not towards myself. I think it took until I was about 21 to actually like myself. I think I grew up in a village, like quite out there. I think when I came out as gay, I was the only open person in my whole year at school. It wasn't like it was now. Like it was something that I felt like quite ashamed of. And it was quite weird because I felt like growing up when I started to kind of attend um, like prides and stuff, um, when I was like 18 and 19, I was waving the flag for everyone, but I wouldn't, didn't feel like I was there yet. Like I was doing it for me. And I think it took me a while. And I think doing drag has really helped me right now. I mean, I would have never thought I was a drag queen, like, like would be a drag queen. I think that's ridiculous. How did you start? That's so interesting. Where did Daisy Desire come from then? I remember I saw a drag queen called Dahlia Rivers performing in Birmingham and I just was there like, do you know what? I really want to try this. And I think it was one of those things where I was like, I'm going to give this a go. I'm just going to have fun with it. I'm not going to take it too seriously. Doing that and just allowing myself just to kind of, I suppose, just, you know, experiment with makeup and, you know, experiment with personalities and drag and stuff. I mean, I always kind of say to people, especially whether no matter what event I'm speaking at, I always kind of say, look, I'm not trying to convince you all to be drag queens. I'm just convincing you to try and love yourself and be yourself. I mean, I'm in a place now where I understand I'm still in my mid-twenties and I'm kind of a bit like, you know, I've still got a, a way to go. And, you know, where you're all there like, oh, I feel like my twenties was that point where I'm still learning about myself. But yeah. I can genuinely say that, like, I'm so happy with who I am. For me, doing being the drag queen gardener, I feel like I am the person who I needed when I was a kid and growing up. And I think that sometimes, I'm not even gonna lie to you, drag is really uncomfortable. I don't wanna be in the middle of the day, you know, in like, at a flower show in a bloody wig. I wish I can be like the rest of them. Don't get me wrong, sometimes I do do talks out of drag, but sometimes I literally do this because I literally think, I am being the person who I needed, like, when I was um, growing up. And I wish that I'd have seen someone like me and just been like, I want to be just more open with myself about who I am. So do you feel a sense of responsibility then? Absolutely. Because, like, I've broken into an industry that's never had, not even, I mean, not even just a drag queen, but someone who's so, like, openly queer. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's gardening's still that industry where there's, there's never ever been someone like me. And it's not that it's never, you know, the horticultural industry, it's not as if it's ever kind of suppressed kind of the community, the queer community, but it's not something that necessarily is celebrated. And I feel like me being present and being who I am and being authentically myself is kind of just able to help celebrate that yeah. and allow people to be seen in an industry and in a, in a place where they've probably never, you know, seen themselves before. We'll chat some more in a sec, but before that, I'm just gonna take a moment to share the love story behind Bert's Bees. Along with his partner, Roxanne, Bert didn't just pioneer a natural skincare company, he pioneered a way of life, the good life. He realised something, if you go your own way and make more time for what makes you happy, you'll live a richer life. So he did just that, leaving his high-flying Manhattan job to live at one with nature. 
in the wilderness of Maine, he got friendly with some bees. Together, they turned beeswax into lip balms, hand creams and more. Bert has shown us that if you love something, don't be scared to jump in, even if it can sting you. Because doing more of what makes you happy is what life is all about. We've been out and about asking you how you live the good life and do the things that you are passionate about. And here's what you had to say. So what I do, I normally do meditation. Um, so I really, really like meditation at the moment. And I also find myself walking around the garden to ground myself barefoot. I think it just brings me at one with nature. I think it's really therapeutic. Like it really just humbles me and reminds me of where I am. And I think it just brings me back down to earth. I just feel at peace and I just feel like all my stress and worries just seem to go away. Thank you for sharing. Tell us how you live the good life by sharing your story with us on TikTok and Instagram at Bert's Bees using the hashtag BeMoreBert. Does Daisy wear those fantastic heels to garden? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I get this question a lot. Um, like, no, I believe it or not, like outside of drag, I'm literally just in, in my sleeves. wellies. <laughs> yeah, in, in, not in the stilettos, girl. I, I'm just kind of, I look a bit like a rugby player, like outside of drag, which is terrible. Yeah, no, I'm using steel toe cap boots, shorts, like cap on or woolly hat, and I'm just digging away. And I, I think that's why I love drag. It's kind of like you can experiment with like personas and who you are. Like today I've got a beard on in drag and I've never usually had a beard on in, in drag. I'm far more kind of like, I don't know, more like classy glam, but I was a bit like, no, I kind of want to like switch things up a bit today. And it, I, I just love that. You can kind of just be, a persona of yourself and just like have fun with it. I mean, that's the point of drag. It's just art and whatever you want to art you want to make today. What would you say to someone who is wanting to cultivate a sympathy with their, a sympathetic relationship with their garden, mm -hmm. but looks outside and it's a sort of depressing, barren wasteland? They don't have much money and they don't have much time and they think I just don't know where to start. What would be really easy steps to gardening? Okay, I think the first step would be, well, get on with it, because at a certain point you're going to have to tackle it. So, 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 stop, <laughs> okay. so stop fannying around, to be honest, and just get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, you will just keep putting it off. It's like going to the gym, isn't it? Like, it's like, oh, I'll go tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's never going to come. The next day, then you're going out with some friends, and then the next day, and it's like, oh, I will get to that. Just get on with it. But I think when you do start, mm -hmm. start small, and then take a small area, manage that, take over that, do what you need to, and then expand. Because what you don't want to do is overwhelm yourself. Do you know what I mean? It's try and take on everything all at once. You feel like you don't know what you're doing, and then all of a sudden it's like, <gasps> tools, you can always get secondhand. I would actually recommend getting a lot of secondhand tools. Or, you know, borrow other people's tools if, you know, if, they, if they've got them. Because ultimately, you know, you don't, you don't have to burst the bank with gardening. I mean, a, f a, f a few packets of seeds isn't going to cost you loads of money, a couple of quid here and there. And you can grow things like in, you know, you can use toilet rolls as, to put seeds in these days and then just pop them straight into the ground, they disintegrate, it's great. I think the other thing is grow what you enjoy. When I first started gardening, it sounds like a silly question, but when I first started gardening, and I think a lot of people have this, it's they try and grow everything all at once and it's like, I'm gonna grow everything and I try everything. Why on earth was I growing marrows and radishes when I don't even like them? I was never gonna eat them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in terms of like flowers and stuff, like grow, grow what interests you. Like if you see like a dahlia, find out what that is. Learn how to grow that and start from there. If you see a rose in your auntie's garden or you walk past something 
or you know, you walk past someone tending their own front garden or window box, and you see something that brings you joy, that interests you, and you think, oh, that's nice. I'd love to learn how to grow that. Maybe I could have that in my own back garden. Ask that person. Do you need to read about if a flower is suitable for your garden or if it's really hard to keep? Or you, do you think, no, just ignore that and go for it? Well, it's one of them. If you've got kind of a really, you know, a shady space where there's not much sunlight going in your garden, definitely look into that. Look what flowers would like or produce would suit that best. If you've got a small space, I always kind of recommend in terms of like growing produce, grow things that that, that you can cut and collect. So um, cut and come again, sorry. So basically like things like salad greens and stuff, you can nip that off, grows quite quickly, it'll grow back, you can keep going. Hazos obviously you can grow in pots and stuff. Climbers, amazing, because you haven't got much space. Think vertically. Try and get inventive and use as much space as you can if you have got a small space. There's no reason why you can't be growing, you know, strawberries from a hanging basket when you have a balcony. Do you know what I mean? If you do wonder what kind of environment you're going to be growing in, in terms of like, is it too shady? Is it really yeah. dry? Is it really boggy? Maybe consider like Googling or having a, a little bit of a research of what would grow best. So you would recommend, I feel like a lot of the time we're told, don't Google it. But do you think with this, this is an example of Google. Google is your friend. Um, ultimately, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> give it a go. If it doesn't work, give it a Google. It's one of the, how do I put this? If someone said to me, I've got a really shady garden, um, what can I grow? And I would tell them hostas, hydrangeas, all that kind of stuff, love a, a, a kind of shaded area. If you if you don't know that, and if you haven't got someone to ask, then consider Googling it. But don't take Google as like everything. I mean, like, if you've tried stuff and it's not worked, maybe that might be the time you actually crack out a gardening book or pop onto Google. But I think my biggest, biggest, biggest advice actually would be is ask someone who does know. Like, and everyone knows at least one person who is a little bit into gardening. Do you know what I mean? There's always someone. Everyone's got like a great aunt or like Tony who lives like five doors down the road. There's always going to be somebody. And trust me, gardeners want to share advice because we love bringing other people in. It's nice to have that companionship as well, you know? Bert's is all about planting wildflowers whenever and wherever you go. What little things do you do to give back to nature when you're on the move? Oh, I think in my own garden, I love growing things like marigolds or nasturtiums and stuff because they're great pollinators. And, and if you are growing your own produce, definitely do stuff like that because ultimately you want as many like bees and pollinators bringing in to help, um, you know, even things that currently like pumpkins and stuff to help pollinate. On the move, I have been known to throw a few seed balls in some derelict building sites. Or like, I have been known to go into a few parks and pop a few daffodil bobs in the ground. I'm terrible, Does I know. Does anyone ever say, what are you doing, thinking you're doing something no, antisocial and actually you're doing something really lovely? Well, yeah, well, I kind of try and act like, um, well, I, I know what I'm doing, but I kind of act like I'm meant to be there and no one really questions it then. <laughs> it's, I don't know if I should really be mentioning that. The Be More Burr ethos is all about doing more of what makes you happy. When do you feel happiest? I think I feel happiest when I'm sort of on my own in my back garden and I'm kind of just, just pottering along. I kind of lose myself. I mean, that's why I kind of love gardening as well because in a world where we're constantly on our phones, I mean, and we're constantly multitasking, we're doing stuff and we're, we're looking at screens all the time. I mean, if you think about it, like you used to go into a coffee shop or like a train station like 15 years ago and people would be like reading a newspaper or a book or something or just having a chat or, I don't know, looking at the view. Um, and now everyone's kind of glued to their phones, which is fine, but sometimes we need to have 
time away from that to help process. I mean, whether you're taking good content, whether you're taking like not so good content, you're not giving yourself time to process. But when you're gardening, you can't multitask. I mean, you can't rake and sow seeds at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just love it because it's kind of that. I think that's when I'm like processing what's going on in my life, whether it's good, whether it's bad, where I don't know, I'm going for another breakup. Either way, um, yeah, just like I think that's when I'm the most kind of calm and happiest and living my best life. Do you have any quick tips for autumn gardening? So the weather mm -hmm. and the seasons have changed really quickly, it feels like this year. Anything from window boxes to herbs on the windowsill? I need help, so anything is welcome. Always recommend uh, herbs are next to where well, if you have a garden next to or balcony next to your kitchen and you're like you can go out by the back door and get them what's the point in you kind of traveling all the way down to the bottom of the garden when you can just have it right there what are the easiest ones to grow easiest herbs to grow? well i always recommend like stuff like rosemary but rosemary is doesn't really like frost that much so i'd recommend keeping them in a pot or stuff or if it comes to it maybe fleecing them a little bit talking about fleecing that i was about to say can you explain for yes people like me what fleecing is so basically, things, that's another tip. So dahlias right now, um, people are growing a lot of dahlias. Um, you want to pop a few canes in and you can get horticultural fleece and wrap that around the plant, especially things like tropical plants or any Mediterranean ones that might be not as hardy to the frost, which basically means that it doesn't die under the frost. Because obviously... It's a little jacket. It's a little jacket, yes. Because obviously, like you've just said, it, the, the temperature went down like that. Yes, very quickly. It did. And it's a bit like, oh girl, like, what about the plants? Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're asking all of our guests what living the good life means to you. Are you living the good life? I mean, like, yeah. I mean... Come on, I kind of add like couture to people's manure these days, you know what I mean? Right. Have you said that before? <laughs> oh, always. Sass <laughs> to the grass, living your best horticultural life. Like, yes, girl. Like, <laughs> I'm the drag queen gardener, of course. No, um, okay. What was the question again? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you've answered it. It was, are you living your best life? And I think it's a resounding yes. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, I... Like, gardening only, like, you know, improves your quality of life. And I'm trying to get more people into that. So, uh, yeah, I kind of think I'm living my best life. <laughs> thank you so much, Daisy. No, thank you. Thank you for listening to Be More Burt, the podcast all about celebrating lives lived differently. Keep listening for more episodes. They're all available right now wherever you get your podcasts. And if you get a sec, please give us a follow and a like. And of course, we want to hear from you. If you would like the chance to win a year's supply of Burt's Bees, tell us how you live the good life by sharing your story with us on TikTok and Instagram at Burt's Bees UK using the hashtag BeMoreBurt. For terms and conditions and all the info, head over to www.bemorebert.co.uk. See you next time. Mm -hmm.